Hello and welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I have the great privilege of speaking with Jacob Pusey. Uh, Jacob is a massively accomplished distance runner. He's also the director of Peak Run Performance. Um, He's a coach. He is a race director. Um, he's a husband, a father, and a, um, a, a really great guy. Um, Jacob and I uh, have known each other for a while uh, and met when we were both living in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, and I've, uh, I've followed his work, um, as many have, uh, due to his successes uh, over the years. And it was, uh, it was fantastic to have the opportunity to speak with him. We uh, we align on on lots of different things, and uh, we we haven't had the opportunity to connect in a while. And it was great to see um, how uh, how our paths have converged in in so many areas. Um, we talk about a, a lot of things um, that that I'm actually really passionate about, and one of those uh, topics that we touched on was uh, was mental health, and specifically mental health for for athletes and how um, endurance sports can add value and joy uh, and help position athletes in a space that provides context and uh, support in, in other areas uh, of our lives. And, and so, you know, I've always seen endurance sports um, value outside of or over and above just achieving fitness. Uh, and so Jake and I uh, dive into that. Um, we also talk about some of the technical aspects of endurance sports, um, exercising uh, by feel, uh, how to use perceived exertion, and um, kind of contextualize that in relation to the technology that we have available uh, in modern day endurance sports training and, and how we utilize these tools, um, but also allow ourselves the opportunity to tap into uh, the onboard tools that we already have access to, our body and our mind, uh, our awareness of, of an effort, uh, what it feels like to push ourselves, what it feels like to go easy when we should go easy. Um, and that's something that, um, that can get lost. We have lots of technology. We have lots of great tools to, uh, to track our individual physiology. But um, at the end of the day, it comes back to feel. Uh, and we, we don't need to lose sight of that. And um, much like myself, Jacob has been um, giving that a lot of thought. And so we had a great conversation um, around that. Um, and so the, the conversation was, was fantastic. We, we talk about lots of different things, um, everything from, from happiness to, uh, to achieving our goals as athletes. Again, mental health, um, training, um, and, and everything in between. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. I know that I had a great time talking with Jacob, and it was great to connect with a like-minded coach and, and athlete. Um, and uh, we, we really uh, saw eye to eye on on so many things and it was uh it was great to get um his perspective and, and bring his uh his uh far-reaching um kind of deep background in in endurance sports uh to the conversation and, and get some uh some perspective so uh i know you're going to enjoy this um as always thomasendurancecoaching.com uh for anything that we talk about uh the coaches 
are producing uh, tons of great content uh, on the blog. Um, we're doing lots of cool things uh, on our Thursday happy hours on Instagram Live, mobility sessions, skills work, uh, glute activation, some good talks mixed in there. So definitely tune in uh, uh, to Instagram, uh, Thomas Endurance Coaching, um, to, to keep track of what we're doing there. And uh, as always, you can reach out to us directly if you have any questions or if there's any way we can support you. Um, thanks as always for tuning in. Please enjoy my conversation with Jacob Pusey. Hey, Jacob, how's it going? Doing well, thanks, Taylor. Yeah. Um, thanks, uh, thanks for being on the show. I'm super excited to, to have you. I, um, you've, among lots of other things, you're at uh, extremely accomplished athlete and very accomplished coach and a uh, husband and a father and um, a, a race director. Am I, am, what else? What am I leaving out? I feel like, I feel like your, your, uh, your accomplishments and accolades go, go on and on. Did I, did I catch the, the, the majority of it there? Um, that sounds about right. I, I, I don't know how accomplished I am, but I, I do a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, uh, you've done, uh, you've done a lot better at those things than, uh, than I have. So I, I in my eyes, you're accomplished, but, um, yeah. So, um, man, I, I love, you know, one of the things that we were talking about, <clears throat> um, before we started recording was the, you'd mentioned kind of like, how athletes train, um, train by feel or by effort and, or kind of like working with athletes, um, to, to kind of make that link. And I'd like to, that's something that, that, uh, I was really kind of struck by cause I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that as well. And, you know, just kind of, you know, how, how to utilize it kind of contextually in relation to like, a the data and all the science we have when it comes to endurance sports and all the things we can, you know, learn about an individual's physiology and, and these things. And I don't know, like what's your, yeah. Like kind of what's, where's your mind go when you think about kind of that, like, you know, perceived exertion, feel effort type approach to training. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, a lot of the athletes that I, that I work with, um, want to run, on trails or they want to run ultras or they want to, um, that's not everyone. I mean, I, I come from a road and track and cross country background and stuff like that, but, but because of just the variability of terrain and, um, distances and things, I, I think some of the traditional understanding that we have around heart rate training or even Watts or power, um, I don't, I, I personally don't feel like it's sufficient in a lot of ways or it's, um, yeah, it's not, it's not complete. It doesn't tell the whole story or the whole picture. And, and, in, and in some respects, sometimes technology just isn't as reliable, um, like a battery might yeah, die or right. you might lose a signal or something like that. So, so when people fixate on one metric or even a couple of metrics that, that a device that can be fickle and may not be entirely reliable, um, if that, if that's their only source of feedback that they have to determine how they're doing and, um, progressing, um, I just, 
uh, I'm worried about that in part because I've been that guy. <laughs> like I've, I, I've had my, my battery die or I've, <laughs> I've lost a satellite. Uh, I mean, I've, I've started big city marathons back in the day when like I couldn't even get a signal for like the first three or four miles of a, of a marathon because I was surrounded by skyscrapers. And I mean, and I was yeah, trying right. to get it for like five, 10 minutes before the start of the race. So, <laughs> so there are, there are times when, it, well, and, and I'm, I'm from the sticks. So it was like, there was never a time that I couldn't get a signal <laughs> when I was out training. Cause there were right, it was like, right. you know, blue skies, no mountains, no trees, no nothing. It was just like, Oh, there might be a barn the shadow of a barn that was in the way kind of thing. <laughs> so like, uh, it was totally, um, it was a, it was a foreign experience to me and I was unprepared for it. Um, but fortunately I guess I had, I'd done enough training leading up to the acquisition of that watch that I kind of had to rely on like the, all of the previous experience that I had and, and didn't, and was able to kind of, um, respond on the fly. So, so I, I think, you know, the, the, the athletes that we work with, you know, they, they may have a lot of experience as runners. They may be new to running or, or cycling or whatever the endurance activity is that, that we're working with them on. And, and it's not that those metrics are bad per se. It's just, I don't think they tell the complete picture. And, and so I, I think one skill that I really want to emphasize, um, that all endurance athletes develop is just that ability to listen to their bodies and, um, both when it comes to effort or perceived effort or RPE or whatever you want to call it. Um, but also how that relates to or corresponds with power or heart rate. Um, and additionally just kind of, it's, it's not just about effort when training, but even just learning, learning how to make, there's a term called metacognition. So it's like actually learning how to process and think about how you're analyzing the data. And it's not that I don't want to be an active participant in the, (laughs) in the process as a coach of, of reviewing data and, and giving feedback. It's just that that is also insufficient or it's incomplete. And, and so the, the athlete loses out on a lot by not, not learning how to listen to their body and identify, you know, says on the calendar, I'm supposed to do a workout tomorrow, but as I'm warming up, I still don't feel very good. (laughs) Like I had a bad sleep and, you know, maybe I should push this forward. So, so it's, it's, it's a couple things. I mean, it's both effort during training, but it's also just learning to listen to your body and and identifying kind of having internal decision trees (laughs) as far as like, okay, what should I do in this situation? What should I do in this situation? And I, I think that's the whole point of training and it is to learn about our bodies. Like to, um, it's not just, it's not just to determine if we can run a certain pace or, or maintain a certain heart rate for a period of time. That's, that's an important piece, but it's also just, it's gaining confidence from being able to do that. And it's, and it's learning how to, how to build on that. And so it it is the, I I feel like it's both the athlete and the coach's job to, to discuss that and to, and to find a way to, to learn those skills. Um, Many of which come with our bodies and our minds to begin with. And we just right. have to train them in the same way that we have to calibrate a, a um, 
like a, a GPS watch, if you're, if you're going to use it for indoor training or something like that, you, you often have to calibrate it, um, or even a pod or something like that. If you're going to use something like that, you have to go calibrate it, um, against some set standard in the same respect. We, we can't, um, grow so dependent on those devices that, that we forget <laughs> to, that we already have a body and a mind that are capable <laughs> of, of synthesizing, right. uh, a lot of that information on their own. And, so anyway, that's, that's a yeah. lot to say. No, about the subject. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. Cause I, I have, I have been saying, uh, equally as much. It's, it's, it's become, um, you know, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've, um, one of my like favorite sayings about myself is that, um, is that my favorite thing that can happen to me is when I like change my mind about a thing I, I really used to believe strongly in. Um, and, and, and that, you know, in the past, I'd say a couple of years, you know, one of those things has become like how we, the lens through which we view all of this data that we have at our disposal. Right. And so if you would have asked me, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years, you know, whenever and very similar to you, like, you know, I, you know, it was just like had the original, you know, Garmin with the pod and all, you know, I was really trying to get all the stuff so that I could, you know, and, uh, you know, get the data to try to make me better and this and that. Um, and you know, that, that kind of rolled over into how I approached, uh, working with athletes, uh, in the kind of beginning of my career. And then, and then, I've since kind of, you know, come off of that, right? I think that that awareness is really, really important, you know, and, and you, you, you said exactly like, you know, what's kind of been in my mind is, is that it's really important to be able to make that link between um, how you're feeling in a particular moment and that metric, right? So if you just say, okay, I'm at 145 beats per minute, well, what does that feel like? in relation to, you know, terrain or how long you've been running or, you know, or cycling or, or whatever. And, um, yeah, I always, I think of, I think of training as like a series of kind of like, it's, you know, it's small doses that build up to this kind of, uh, catalog of experiences that you can pull from when you are, you know, trying to execute on some goal, right? So whether that's a race or just a big trail run or, whatever it is, the training is, you know, provides kind of micro doses of exposure that allow you to build up this kind of suite of skills. And if we just rely on the data, we don't really, the experiential part, right? We, like you said, like we don't know what to do when, when we don't feel a hundred percent or, you know, we get off course and we end up having to run longer than we thought we were going to have to, or, you know, our, you know, nutrition gets a little off or, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that that, like that if if you just rely solely on the data you can pretty quickly like get away from from those skill sets you know and and ultimately you kind of have to rely like you said i think you have the tools kind of innately to um to do that but yeah i mean do you do you feel like uh i mean it sounds like we're i mean you you said like exactly what i what i've been thinking and i uh you know i've even like put some articles out there about it like trying to kind of like figure out the role of like technology and endurance sports and how we blend these, you know, kind of science and art components. But, um, yeah, like what's your, you know, what's your kind of take on, like, I guess 
taking like the technology we have, like how do we blend that together in a way that that's valuable, like builds, helps the facilitators support athletes in the best way possible. You know, I don't know. I, I think I like, I find myself kind of going down a rabbit hole about this stuff, maybe too much, but I'm always trying to think about how to, how to like blend all these, you know, great tools that we have that are super cool with just like being able to go out and know how to, how to run, right. Like know how to ride your bike, know how to do whatever. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you ask, um, one of our connections, um, from back in the day when we both lived in Flagstaff was, um, was Greg McMillan. Um, and, um, I, I learned a ton from Greg, um, and, uh, used his calculator and still use his calculator <laughs> to this day. Yeah. And, um, and also, but in addition to his calculator, one of the things that he, he harped upon was, um, the, the talk test. Um, and so I, I think that, one way of using or blending the the different, the different metrics is just that talk test of just, you know, going between conversation pace to like silence and different, <laughs> different variations of, uh, of speaking in between there. Um, you know, there's, there's guys like Matt Fitzgerald who talk about trying to keep 80% of your training below the ventilatory threshold, you know, which would still be at that conversational pace, you know? So there's, right. there's those, there's that, uh, there are those definitions or, or there, there's that other metric system that we can use. Um, I've actually, so, so when I was working for him and, and then when I finally um, kind of went out on my own, my goal was like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have my own, lexicon i'm not i'm not gonna try and rewrite training um <laughs> right and, and like pre pretend that i'm the only one who like that there's only one system that people should follow and 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 try and come up with synonyms that fit my system and stuff like that and then i've i've essentially gone out and tried to do that <laughs> so my goal was to not do that and then and then I'm, I'm still not trying to change the language but i I've, I've tried to create kind of a colored code, color code and, or a color continuum and, um, and some athletes, well, and, and obviously other watches use color continuums as well. Um, I, for whatever reason, I selected different colors to mean different things based on whether it was recovery or aerobic or threshold or anaerobic or, you know, VO2 max kind of stuff. At, at any rate, what I've tried to do is tried to overlay all of these different metrics rpe talk test um heart rate um and then even the, you have the potential of putting power in there as well and and they the different the different energy systems or the different efforts um the different values this i i've built mine on a like a, a 10 number rp scale there there are all sorts mm -hmm. of them out there but i've i've done it out of 10 just because it's easily divisible um and a lot of heart rate zones go at either five or four so i use the four or the five so it works with 10 but anyway i i've tried to set something up like that um again it's it's just another <laughs> overlay so to speak but it's it's to try and show how they're all compatible and they're they're all essentially trying to teach you the same thing <laughs> it's just right. it's just rec recognizing and kind of letting your brain 
triangulate, so to speak, like, sure, if you're going to wear a watch, wear a watch. Um, if you're going to, if you're concerned about your heart rate, that's great. Like there, there are a lot of things that you can gain by training by heart rate. And there are a lot of things that you can gain, even if you're not fixating on your, your pace or your heart rate while you're training. If, if after the fact, if you go review or even just to get feedback, like, okay, this is, (laughs) this is what my heart rate is when I'm, when I'm pushing at this level, that those are really good bits of information to have. It's just at the end of the day, you don't want, um, you don't want that to be the only information that you're using. And at some point it, in my opinion, it one takes away the fun (laughs) of training and discovery and exploration. Um, and two, it, it actually, I, I think it is, it can be limiting rather than like, if, if the goal of training for some of us is to um, achieve and, and achieve our full potential or maximize our, our abilities or reduce the risk of injury, all of those metrics are, are, are important. And yet at the same time, sometimes our, um, my brother uses these terms. Sometimes our, our bodies will whisper to us before they, <laughs> before they scream uh, in terms of an injury prevention type thing similarly sometimes our body our bodies will tell us something before our watch can give us (laughs) the feedback about um you know you know what maybe you just don't feel that great today and then and then you go back and you start thinking about it and it's not i'm i'm not one for making excuses and i'm all about you know um I don't know. I, I grew up in farm towns. I was born on a farm. Like I, I'm all about like, you know, blue collar work ethic, all that, uh, not making excuses, showing up when it's time to show up, being prepared for all sorts of conditions. And yet at the same time, I think it is important to be able to look at yourself and say, Hmm, you know what today probably doesn't feel right. Um, and maybe I need to take another recovery day before the workout, or maybe I need to skip that workout for this week just altogether and, and, and just prepare for the long run or the long ride that I have later this week or the race later this week. Um, sometimes a watch will tell us that, you know, sometimes heart rate, heart rate variability will tell us that, but sometimes it's just like you feel sluggish all day. And then you, like, like I said, you go do the warm up. you might even do some, some strides and stuff like that. And it might even try a couple reps of something and just realize like, this isn't going to happen. But if, if you, if you, if you can be aware of that and then look back and realize, huh, maybe I had too much to drink last night. <laughs> that's that's not that's that's not a great thing that you want to be thinking because hopefully you didn't have too much to drink last night but all it takes is a couple times of doing that and then you realize hmm maybe maybe i should stop doing that if i want to nail my workout the next day or right um or i add kids in my bed all night kicking me in the face maybe that's why i don't feel (laughs) great or um or, or, you know, I've just got a lot of stress with work going on right now. I'm working more hours than I was before. And, and so it's, it's not, it's not looking for excuses, but sometimes it's just, it, I, 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 I often feel like, uh, we think that the numbers say it all, they but they don't tell the full story. And so it isn't until we, we dig beyond the numbers or be, until we begin asking ourselves the questions, um, that we, that we discover like, huh, maybe I'm not invincible. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I do need to sleep or maybe I shouldn't drink, uh, or in excess, or maybe I shouldn't, um, 
maybe I need to figure out how to sleep train my kids or, <laughs> or, or right. maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't, if I know that every Wednesday I'm stressed because of a Tuesday meeting that I have, maybe I shouldn't have my key workout of the week on a Wednesday. <laughs> like if, if, if yeah, this is a recurring yeah. pattern, like I should, maybe I can rearrange that or, or even things in family. Like, uh, it seems like every time I'm around my, my in-laws, I don't run that well the next day. And it's like, is it because of the way we eat when we're together? Or is it because it's usually a high stress political discussion that we have that like either, <laughs> ma- either makes me run way too fast or way too slow, or, you know, like there are all sorts of different things that, that if you, if you take the time to analyze, you can, you can figure those out. But, um, so yeah, the numbers can't help, but sometimes, sometimes our bodies will tell us before the watch or before we get back in front of the computer to really analyze the data. So, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, uh, it's amazing how, um, like, uh, in line our, our approaches are. Cause I, you know, again, like the more and more, um, the, the more that I, you know, am really working to be in tune with athletes, the more, you know, in a sense, all I really care about is how did it feel? Right. How do you, how do you feel? You know, and, and then, and then we, and then we kind of dive in, right. But then we look at the metrics. So we, you know, whatever's available, we can use that to kind of back up assumptions or to, to, you know, kind of try to fine tune our, you know, what we, you know, think we should do or shouldn't do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love that. Just like, you know, your body, your body knows, and it's good to be able to know, right. It's good to, 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 it's a valuable skill to not just press forward because it's, cause it's on your schedule or because your, you know, watch says you've had enough recovery and that's, you know, what you're going by or HRV. I mean, all of these are, you know, kind of tools in a toolbox, but, you know, I think one of the ones that, you know, maybe the primary one that folks have gotten away from is just that, like, how does it feel? <laughs> you know, how do you feel today? And then why, you know, and then working to kind of like mold your training approach into, like you said, like, is Wednesday is a bad day to, to work out? Well, then let's not do that on Wednesday, right? Let's pay attention to, to these kind of external stressors. Um, I want to, you mentioned, uh, I love like you, you talked about kind of like the work ethic piece and not making excuses, but also, also being willing to not make excuses, but realize when it's, when it's time to back off. And that's something that I, I, I'm the same way. Like personally, you know, I I, say, I grew up in, you know, on a farm, rural, like from, you know, that you just, you wake up, you go to work, you, you do, you do what needs to be done. And you, you know, you, you push forward and, and, you know, and that's kind of how it's done. And, and so I have a lot of that same like sentiment and, but there's also, you know, so you, you can't wait around for not every day is going to feel great, you know, and, or maybe even, you know, most days I, I always say like, if you wait around for, for everything to line up, you're going to be waiting a long time, right? Like a lot of times you just have to, to kind of yeah. do the work cause, cause it matters. And, and that's what moves the needle. And, and then, and then of course you get out there and it feels good. And, you know, once you kind of get moving, but I was like, how do you, how do you balance that? You know, like with, with yourself and I mean, I know, you know, you still are, you know, actively, you know, training at a, um, at a, you know, certainly a much higher level than, than most of us. Um, like what's that? I feel like that's a really hard thing for, cause it's very individual, right? Like the day that one person should rest is the day that another person might should push forward based on their circumstances or, you know, environment or whatever. And how do you, 
I mean, what's your kind of tools to, to, to gauge that, you know, maybe for yourself or, and then, you know, I guess for your athletes as well, like how do you find that balance? Cause it's something that I, I know I struggle with as a coach and then, and then, you know, struggle with as an, as an athlete as well. Yeah. Well, it, it really is an individual thing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go back to some of my experiences as a younger kid, um, and 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 I'll, hopefully I'll be able to share some experiences that even with the same DNA, sometimes we can't handle the same <laughs> training load, so to speak. So, um, the the term the term candy ass was used a lot in our house. And that was a pejorative. <laughs> um, that was not, that was not something you wanted our dad to call you. Um, and, and most of the time, I mean, he's, he's a hard ass, but at the same time, like he was, um, he's, he's a loving father. Like we, we didn't ever feel like he honestly could care less about our athletic achievements or pursuits or anything like that. He wasn't one of those like pushy parents as far as like, you're this is all about my ego and you need to do this to make me look good or anything like he, he the only thing he cared about was that we like worked hard and we were honest about whatever we did <laughs> and that we like did what we needed to do around the house like so he was there to support us but he was never like he never pretended to be our coach or that like acted like he knew what we needed to do so he was a pretty hands-off parent um and so I really appreciate that. But we, I think, I think our coaches also appreciated that we came from a family that taught us to trust and respect authority and, and just buy in like to the system and just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. You want us to work? Okay. We get, we know how to do that. So that's what we did. And, um, but I remember coming back from school, um, I, so I was, I went home for a summer or maybe even just like a spring break when I was in college and I went home and, and my dad was, I mean, he was probably in his mid, at least mid fifties, if not like 60, probably mid fifties. And he was building this, this fence. We built a lot of fence growing up, but he decided to build this fence around like their house because there's a highway fairly close. And so he wanted to block the noise out. So by himself, he wanted to just stack railroad ties, like build this fortress like around our house so that, <laughs> so that the sound from the trucks coming over the hill didn't come into the house. So I was like, okay, cool. So I show up and I'm like, dad, you know, do you need some help? And he's like, nah, you're just like, you know, he used the phrase, the, the term, you're just, you're just a soft handed candy ass college kid, you know, like what, what have you done? I don't want to, I don't want to hurt you. And I was like, dad, I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy to help. Like I'm, I'm here to help. He's like, dude, I got it. Like you, you just go run, you, you do your ice baths, you shave your legs, you know, go do whatever you're going to do. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be here and do the, do the real work. So, so, so I offered, my brother offered, he built the fence and got two hernias in the process. So, um, <laughs> so now anytime, anytime he like jokes about being a candy ass, I'm just like, dad, I don't have two like patches in my gut from trying to be too big of a, of a man. You know, I, I, I ran rather and, and I was happy to help two of us could have lifted those railroad ties above our heads a lot easier than one of us. So, so that's the kind of home I grew up in, in terms of like, just, yeah, if, if you've got a body, you can use it and do things. But I've also seen that our bodies do break, um, even my dad's and, and, and mine has too, and stuff like that. So, so I guess sometimes it's been more through trial and error <laughs> that I've, that I've both been 
that's been ingrained in me to just, you know, like you don't complain, you don't make excuses and you just work and grit your teeth and, and get the job done. Um, but I've, I've seen the negative consequences of that kind of mentality as well, including from the, the person who, <laughs> who taught it to me. So, um, so in athletics, um, I've, I've really just tried to find that balance of, you know, what are my energy levels like? Um, how am I responding? Um, how is this balancing with the rest of my, my personal life, um, and my work life balance, whether it's work, family, school, whatever it may be. Um, and so another example, um, I, um, I have a brother that looks similar to me. We have similar builds. We have the same DNA, same parents. Um, he's a, he's a good runner. Um, and, um, he has been able to build up to, to run, to average like between 120 and 140 miles a week of running, not biking, but running. And that's fairly common for an elite level marathoner or something like that. He, he lives in a place where he can do that, um, in Flagstaff and he does it mostly on dirt roads. So he's able to do that. Um, I, man, like the only time I was ever even able to consistently get even close to a hundred miles a week was, was in college. And that was kind of like a peak week or, you know, maybe as part of a buildup for a, a big stage race or something like that. But usually it's like it, I'm, I'm usually pretty good between like 60 and 80 miles a week. Like I, my life doesn't <laughs> allow me to do much more than that. If I ever try and push beyond that, um, something has to give and it's often my body, but sometimes it's my relationships with, with my kids or my spouse yeah. or with, or, or, or even my work suffers or something like that. So it's kind of like, that's my sweet spot. And, and even though I have the same DNA as him, he's able to handle, honestly, like double <laughs> what I can do. Yeah. Um, right. and yes, he's, he's been able to, I mean, I'd say maybe I'm like a, at least the last decade I've been maybe like a, a B rated ath athlete, um, as a, as a North American or something like that, or as a marathon or maybe not even that. Um, and he's, he's in that a he, he's got the A to A plus kind of thing, um, in terms of his performance when he's healthy. Um, but you know, I'm okay with usually being B plus <laughs> a minus kind of guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. like that's, that's what I can, that's what I can afford right now. You know, it's not just the C's get degrees sort of thing. It's like, I, yeah, I, I'm doing what I can to feel good about what I'm doing and mostly just be mentally, um, healthy, uh, or try to be. And while, while, managing the rest of my life. And, um, and that's, that's what works for me. I, I assume, you know, his life will likely change at some point too, um, in terms of what kind of training volume he can handle. And so, um, we're all different. Um, even if we have the same DNA and, and, and our lives are different, you know? And so we just, I think it's important to not necessarily always look back and say, well, this is what I used to do. So I want to get back to that. It's like, well, what, <laughs> what do I have to work with now? Like, cause my chances are my life is different than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I, I'm not yeah, getting paid I, to just go to sit in class all, all day and run uh, before school and after school like that. <laughs> that was once my reality. That's not, <laughs> that's not <laughs> an option anymore. So, um, I yeah. have to find a way to, you know, shuttle kids around and pay the bills and things like that. So Right. How about you? Yeah, I mean, so, so, yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> so so similar. I um, I mean, two two things kind of strike me. One, I think I I, I think it's such a good message and to, to to just kind of talk about or or even you know just kind of put it out there in the in the universe that we it's really it's so important to to kind of understand where we're at now right and not it's so easy to to look back you know maybe even like last season or you know or you know at a certain time period in your life and say well i i used to be you know x or i used to do this right you know and that it just it might not be you know you're i think when your kind of athletic identity gets wrapped up in in these moments in time or you know even a series of you know moments you just set yourself up for failure you know and you you you're not able to enjoy and kind of be present for the process as it exists in this current time period, you know? And then even to that end, like it, it's, I've always, you know, for me, endurance sports and, and the pursuit of pushing myself, it really only is there because it adds value to the rest of my life. Right. It, it, it gives me mental clarity. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better uh, coach, you know, all the things like, it's, it's like the lens that I'm able to see kind of the world through. And if, and it's, it's an important piece that that's valuable. And so if it's, if it's not adding value, then it, then it, it you know, then what's it for, right? Like if, <laughs> if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's so out of balance, if it's pulling you away from other things that you care about, um, th- then, you know, then I would argue that it's, it's out of balance, right? That's not a productive or a healthy way to, to utilize kind of the, what I think is a really great gift, right? To be able to push your body and, you know, in whatever capacity you, you do that. Um, so yeah, I just love that you I think it's crazy. <laughs> Again, I was like, Oh man, I think about that all the time too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then in terms of the athletic side of things, man, I, I, I'm a, I'm a low volume guy. I, I, have experimented um, with high volume. I, I was able to maintain, well, when I was much younger and I was racing bikes at a, at a professional level, I, I was able to maintain relatively high volume. But I mean, even with something like the bike, where it was, you know, virtually no impact, I, I still was less, less, you know, overall volume, less mileage than, than the people I trained with. And then, um, I came back to running. That's kind of, uh, distance running is kind of where I got my, you know, I guess start. I mean, you know, I was never like a phenomenal athlete um, when I was a you know high schooler, but I I ran and you know did did okay. I, I supported the team. I wasn't star, but um, but I came back to it, you know, kind of as I got a little older and kind of um, wasn't on the bike as much. And um, in the last many you know several years, five or six or eight years or something of gotten into um ultra distance running which, uh, which i know you do a lot of and yeah i mean i i just can't i can't do a lot i'm like you i mean you know like a 60 mile week is, is like a fantastic i mean i think you know even in prep for 100 milers and stuff i i, I mean i think maybe 60 or 70 miles you know i mean it's just kind of time on my feet and and yeah a lot of recovery like tons mm-hmm. of mobility work and, and lots of, you know, yoga and stretching and foam roller and activation. And I, I couldn't just, I can't like roll out of bed. I mean, it just, I'm just not, you know, and I had friends that I was training with, but they, I mean, they just, you know, day after day, just 
crushing it, you know, roll out of bed, cup of coffee, you know, uh, you know, eight hour trail run before, you know, sunrise type thing, you know, and I was there, but I mean, I'd have to wake up, you know, hours earlier and, you know, do all the prep work and stretch and eat and hydrate. And, you know, I had to go to bed at, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon and get enough sleep to, to wake up early the next morning. And yeah, I mean, I, so it's just, um, yeah, it depends, you know, and I think it's, it's easy to compare yourself to, to, other people that you see right you're like well this person is successful and they do it this way and i just yeah you know uh, in a large part i don't know it probably doesn't really mean anything right like it's only as good as how it works for us as individuals right like the training approach is only is only valuable if it works for for you right or for you know whoever we're, we're working with uh whoever the athlete is so um yeah i i don't know i think I mean, is that, do you feel like, like, as you get, um, you know, as we all get older and, you know, I mean, I guess kind of on the heels of like that, that idea of like reflecting back to where you used to be or what you used to do or, you know, mileage or whatever the stats are, whether it's winning races or this and that, like what does the role of, of, or kind of the place that endurance sports has in your life, has it evolved? for you and just kind of like how that impacts or the role that it plays and in, in kind of just how you live your life or, 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 or how it allows you to live your life in a quality way. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. Um, it definitely has. Do you mind if I go back? I, I, I had a thought real quick that, that was related. Yeah. I think it will dovetail into this, this topic. Um, right. Yeah. You, you asked, you asked about re, re, recovery as well. And so, um, I think the way we recover differs from person to person and from time to time in our lives as well. So, um, I'll use the example again of just juxtaposing my brother and I, uh, the last time I saw him actually was the, at the California international marathon. And, um, he was the day after the run, he was up like before the sun um, and ran like 10 K like the day after the marathon wow. after, after pounding the pavement. And so like, I saw him down in the cafe in the morning and I was meeting with one of my athletes that I've been working with for years who had this huge PR. And so we were just having coffee before he had to, um, catch his flight. And my brother rolls up and, um, it's like, Hey, hey what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I just finished my, uh, my, my shakeout, my cool down kind of thing. And I was like, dude, you ran a marathon yesterday. Like, why are you cooling down? <laughs> and he ran a fast marathon yesterday, you know, like what, what's the big deal? And he's like, and he wasn't feeling great. Like he, he kind of like finished banged up. He's like, I just, it's just, that's how I start the recovery process. I just start flushing it out as soon as I can. And then, you know, after a couple of days of just not feeling good, it starts feeling good again. And I, I just feel better that way. Me, um, I probably took the next, took the next week off. I'm not, I'm not certain. I can't remember, but I, chances are I probably did. doesn't mean I took it completely off. It means I probably, uh, rode my bike to commute back and forth, uh, like to run errands, drop the kids off at school, things like that. Um, buy groceries. Uh, it also means I probably foam rolled and did a lot more yoga <laughs> than I, than I normally do and stuff like that. So I, I spent a lot of time doing active recovery. Um, I ran about a marathon or a marathon over the weekend, not as a race, but just a, a loop, um, from, from my home and it happened to snow like the night before. So I was running like 
first tracks through most of it. And it took me two hours longer than it took me to do the same run two months ago, <laughs> um, yeah. just because of the deep snow and stuff. And I still feel like awful. Like my, <laughs> my ankle, <laughs> turned, my calves hurt my, and so I think sometimes when we fixate on like, Oh, well, I, I think I ran the next day after I ran it last time. Cause I just kind of ran it as a leisure pace and just had a good experience. And it was just kind of a training run this time. It was, it wasn't intended to be like a hammer fest. It honestly took twice as long as it did the, the time before, but it like, it hurt a lot more than it did, you know? And I hurt a lot more now than I did after doing the same run, um, same shoes, everything. It was just, I used so much more stability muscles to try and stay upright. And I, my hip flexors were hurting and stuff. So, so my recovery from doing the exact same loop is very different just two months apart because of the different ways it stressed my body because of the conditions, not necessarily because of the distance. And that's, that's something that I think yeah. is really important um, to keep in mind. Um, but as far as the role that it plays, that's, it's the same thing. It's like, if, if I'm going to travel to a race and, and be away from my kids or, you know, be away from, from my spouse or be away from work, even like I, my priority when I get back, isn't okay. Like when can I get in my first run back after I fly home or something like that? My priority right, is usually yeah. like, okay, I need to get on, get on the floor and wrestle with my kids and I need to like catch up on work and I need to like go on a date with my wife. And you know, like I need to like, that's the stuff that matters more to me than like when's my next run. And, and, um, and that's not to suggest that my brother wasn't, doesn't think the same way. Like he actually, part of the reason he got up so early was because his wife was at the race and she wanted to go for a run before she had to catch a flight. So he was like, oh, I'll go with you. So, but, but me, I would have been like, I'm good. <laughs> like, uh, I might, you might find me in the hot tub. You, you go run on the treadmill kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it, it really varies, um, from person to person and, and period to period in our lives. Um, I find that uh, active recovery. Like I, I love spinning after a big run and I don't care if it's for a, a couple days or a week or, or weeks, you know, like, I'm, I, whereas I used to just be, don't take more than a, a day off a week <laughs> for anything or right. unless you're right. actually hurt, like really, really hurt. And, and I feel like sometimes I just didn't allow my body or my mind to mentally recover from big efforts. Um, so I, yeah, I feel like I'm doing a better job of listening to my body. I don't, I, I and I, it feels better um, mentally and physically than it did before. Just like forcing the issue all the time. But like I said, I'm in, I'm in a different place in my life as well. Competition wise and just goal wise in general, as far as what my priorities are and right. Um, yeah. And I what I want, good. like it's good to, good to recognize that too. You know, I think a lot of people, they feel guilty, you know, admitting that, right. Like to say like, Oh, it, you know, yeah, the, the training and the, you know, pursuit of my goals, which are inherently, you know, selfish to some degree, right. Like that, you know, that those things remove us from, from our family and work. And I mean, just like you, you said, but I so many people so often, you know, I talk to you have, they, they have so much guilt around feeling fatigued or, or feeling a lack of, you know, or just even like waning motivation after big training blocks. And like, you know, I just think that's something that if we could work to 
to get away from, you know, like you said, like just that's not, it doesn't have to be your focus, right? Like that, that you can't be kind of optimally focused or you shouldn't be optimally focused on this singular thing day in and day out year. Like, you know, it has to have kind of just a, you know, an ebb and a flow. And there's times when it, you know, it, it requires more of your attention and there's, there's times when it, it shouldn't, right. And you should be able to focus on other things and, and work to find that balance and kind of whatever, you know, capacity that, that, um, you know, shows up for, for you as an individual, but that's, you know, yeah, it's, it's such a, um, I mean, yeah, so we just, you know, kind of like age group athletes really struggle with that. You know, they, they want to excel and they, you know, they, they're balancing a lot of things and, and they, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. And, and then that's where I'm like, well, you know, is it adding value anymore? You know, let's figure out how to, how to get this thing back to like a, you know, baseline where it's, it's, it's fun and enjoyable and you can feel like enjoy feeling fit and also enjoy, you know, recovery as well. Um, yeah, I know somebody, it's a, it's a, um, yeah, it's a conversation I find myself having a lot with athletes and, um, yeah, you know, I just, I'm like, Hey, I want you to just, let's, let's remember why we're doing it. Right. <laughs> let's remember, uh, that it's, it's supposed to bring, uh, joy and, and value and happiness and, uh, all these things. And yeah, there'll be hard days, but you know, not, not every day. Um, yeah. I, and, and like to, to that end, um, one of the things you, and this kind of, I guess, jumps a little bit, but I, um, you had mentioned like a mental health piece, um, and kind of how you've been given some thought to that. And I feel like maybe there's a dovetail here. At least that's where my mind went where like, you know, there is, cause I know you've, um, you know, gotten some unfortunate news with some, some folks you were close to in the, um, um, kind of recent past and, um, and, uh, in terms of suicide and then, you know, there's a mental health component, I think, which just kind of naturally with endurance sports and kind of the mental and emotional, um, you know, commitment that it takes. And, and there, yeah, I don't know. And I, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm curious, like what your experiences is. I find, you know, so often specifically, I guess just because that's, um, I think it's probably across the board, but, you know, from kind of where I spend a lot of my time in like the ultra endurance space, whether it's on the running side or the biking side, so many of these athletes are kind of trying to work to, to outrun some demons, right? They, they mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of folks that have dealt with addiction and depression and, um, and, and endurance sports, um, whatever discipline it is, is kind of the avenue, right. That allows them to, to, to kind of harness that energy or, or, push that energy aside. And, um, I don't know, like, what's your, do you feel like there's a connection there in terms of like mental health and endurance sports or what? I don't know. I just, it's an area that I'm really fascinated in. And I, I just be interested to get your, your thoughts in that space. since I know you've been giving it some thought as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been giving it a lot of thought and I appreciate you giving me opportunity to to speak on this i I don't i don't necessarily have the answers but it it certainly has caused a lot of pause for me personally and um and because of the interactions that i have with others um who i I think most of us are dealing with 
at a minimum, we're dealing with changes in um, expectations. There, there are changes in terms of what is <laughs> what is certain versus not. Uh, there are there have been races canceled, which is, impacts athletes. It impacts uh, coaches. It impacts race directors. Um, school has either been canceled or, in a lot of cases, work has been uh, work and school have been done remotely so that there've been a lot of changes in the last six months or so that have impacted us a lot. And I think in a lot of ways has allowed for time for, um, reflection and introspection and just determining what matters like prioritization. So, um, I actually read a book recently that I really liked, um, and it's called think like a monk train your mind for peace and purpose every day by Jay Shetty. Um, and I, I also listened to the, the audiobook read by him. Um, but he, he worked as a monk, uh, or like trained as a monk for three years. Um, and then wrote this book kind of secularized some of that training and, and then like crystallized and distilled some of those, um, core principles, um, that, that the monks, um, live by. And, um, and I, he, he pointed out something that I think applies to all of life, but I think it actually really applies a lot to, to, to running and to coaching. Um, and I, and I, I feel like it also ap- applies to, to mental health. So he's, he says that there are three routes to happiness and that they are all rooted in knowledge and those three routes are learning, progressing, and achieving. And both in reading that and then also reflecting on what he said, um, I feel like a, a big part of my job as a coach is to help our athletes learn. So sometimes it's creating, like writing articles or doing these podcast interviews to try and share information so that they can learn. But another piece of that as an athlete and as a coach is to encourage them, the athletes or myself to, to do that self-assessment and that reflection and, and, and the application of whatever it is that I'm learning. So, you know, if, uh, if I write a workout for myself or for someone else, and then I go do that, and then I go back and journal about it and look at the data and stuff like that, learning can occur there. And then, even progress can occur over time. But a lot of times as coaches or as athletes, we, we won't recognize if progress has been made unless we, (laughs) we actually go back and review. So that's why, that's why journaling is so important and and logging our training and stuff like that is important. And then as a coach, we can point that out to an athlete, like, Hey, actually, you know, it looks like you're doing better at this element of your training or looks like your, your pace is improving or looks like your stamina is improving because you're maintaining the same pace for longer, that kind of thing. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be all about racing though. It doesn't have to be about a start line and a finish line. Sometimes it's just, wow, you know, when we started working together, you couldn't run for 10 minutes without stopping. And now some people can't, couldn't run for one minute without stopping. And now you're running for 30 or your longest run six months ago was, six miles and now it's 10 or something like that. Like that's, that's progress and it's learning because they're, they're applying it. Um, and then the achieving, yeah, is also reaching those milestones, setting those goals, um, hitting those goals. So I think it's why people reach out to people like you and I to help them with the achieving piece, 
but I think, I think it's my job as a coach to at, at least help them with the other routes to happiness, which are learning and progressing and help them understand that, you know, the achievement doesn't necessarily, it, it can be a daily thing where if the achievement is simply getting out of bed and getting a workout in and like doing whatever's on the, on the schedule, that can be a form of achievement. But, um, usually people have a, a bigger goal in mind. Like I want to run X race or X distance, or I want to run X time or, or ride or whatever. I want to be prepared for this big challenge that I have coming up. That's fine. It's just, I think a big piece to happiness is recognizing, like enjoying the journey and like learning along the way and, and acknowledging like all the, all the learning and all the progress that's going on throughout that process. So I think that is a big piece to, to mental health is just having elements of our life, whether it's related to athletics or not, where we do feel like we are, we're learning and we're progressing. And, and I, I can, I, I, I can only imagine that if, if we feel stuck, which I think is how people feel when they get to those places, um, of despair, it, it is likely because we don't feel like <laughs> there's an end in sight to whatever it is that we're experiencing or that, or that there's a path forward. And so, um, obviously there's a lot more to life than, than writing training plans and even interacting with a coach. But I do feel like as, as friends, as partners, as colleagues, as training partners, as, as coaches, um, we all have as fellow humans, we all have the responsibility to ourselves to like try and be on <laughs> a route toward learning and knowledge. Um, but we can also help our fellow travelers along the way and, point out when we do see them um progressing or, or or even making efforts like because that in itself is an achievement like when we when we know that someone's struggling and they're maybe they they struggle with addiction and we realize they're they're doing something that's hard like so for example my uh, my partner amy um could honestly drink like two pots of coffee a day. <laughs> like she loves coffee <laughs> and, and her and it, I would get along just fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't, I, I don't think, you know, I, I, I like my coffee too. Um, but, uh, but it, it, it seems to be impacting her sleep. And so even if she doesn't have it past noon or whatever, if you, if you have that much caffeine in your system, it's pretty hard to shut the brain off. Um, and so, you know, her sleep has been interrupted and then it's kind of like, well, then my energy and my focus. So rather than it doing exactly what she wants it to do with the energy and focus, it, it does the opposite. And I, I don't mean to pick on her. I'm just saying like, this is something that I'm currently thinking of the last two days. She's had tea rather than coffee. I know that it's still caffeinated. And you know, if the goal is to like not have caffeine, um, to just like do it all naturally with water or whatever, that's cool. But the last two days she's, she's gone without coffee, which is like a huge, huge like challenge for her. And so I should probably be doing a better job of like, encouraging that and like, Hey, good on you. It's not my goal. It's her goal. And so because it's her goal, she probably could use some support from someone else saying like, Hey, I admire that you're doing this and congrats. Like, good job. That sounds, there's no value in any of that in terms of like, 
I, I could care less if she drinks coffee or tea or whatever. I, I want her to feel good. You know, like I want her to, to be happy. I, wa- I want her to sleep well. And I want her to feel like she's got the energy that she needs to have and wants to have to do the other things she has signed up for in life. So if, if this goal of hers will help her toward that, or even just feeling like she, I've got her back will help her, then that's what I want to do as a partner. Um, and, and that's just one, I guess, example, but I, I think whether it's with athletics or, or in our professions or whatever, I, I think, I think the world already has enough critics <laughs> and we can all right. do a better job of being cheerleaders and supporters and that kind of thing. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, it strikes a chord because um, one of the things that I've really been, you know, working my, myself and, you know, the, the coaches um, that work with me uh, on our team and like, you you know, in specific to, to, to you know, 2020 and, and all that's going on, um, you know, everybody I think could probably use a win right? Like it's just been, uh, it's been a lot, you know, and wherever you're coming from, you know, and even if things are fine, like there's still kind of a weight, right. Or, or not even kind of a weight. I mean, there's a weight to, to what's going on, uh, whether it's in your community or globally or what have you. And, and so I've been, you know, I, I've really worked to, to make sure that I'm just kind of in tune to specifically to, to the athletes and kind of the small role that, you know, that myself and our team of coaches play and the athletes that we're, uh, have the opportunity to work with that we're, we're working to just, you know, kind of set them up for wins, right. That like, even, even if there's like something, you know, some training approach we had or, or whatever it was, like maybe that's not our goal anymore, right. Maybe the goal is, you know, if, if things are really tough at work and at home and, you know, the kids are at home and, they're being homeschooled and maybe, you know, a, a spouse or a partner is furloughed. I mean, there's all of these things, right. That could, that could be in flux like on every, any given day that maybe the win is just, you know, it, it, I think it's worthwhile to just shift your attention to saying like, Hey, like that's awesome that you, you got out and went for a run today. Right. Like, and it doesn't even matter what the metrics say. It doesn't like, did it make you feel good? Right. Like, is that like, that's awesome. Like good, good job. And, and like, you know, and I think that's just, it's important for me to, to be cognizant enough and pay close enough attention, attention where I can, I can hopefully kind of meet people where they're at. Right. And, and know whether it's an athlete or a friend or something and just say like, Hey, I realize like what's going on, you know? And, and I, like good on you, you know, like that's, that's, that's kick-ass, you know, you got out and you did it, or you, you know, you had a good day at work or you're able to get home in time to play with your kids or whatever it is. And I think we can, can set these expectations for ourselves. I mean, specifically with athletics where we, you know, we have to, every day has to be um, like, you know, you meant like the learning, the progression and the, uh, and the achieving and like, we can really chase that progression and achieving piece a lot, right? Like maybe to our detriment as, as athletes. And I think it can be just good to like check maybe all three of those, right? Like maybe we're learning some days, maybe we're progressing some days, maybe we're achieving other days, but we don't necessarily have to do all of them every day at like our fullest capacity um, to be, to be productive or to, to meet our goals or, or whatever. Um, yeah. 
I, I tell man, I think that's great. I love to like, just thinking, I mean, again, that just ties into like that kind of value proposition for me with like, you know, whether it's like a coach's role in an athlete's life or whether it's endurance sports role in, in an athlete's life or, you know, any kind of number of ways those relationships can, can kind of connect themselves. But, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's so, so good. Um, what are your, um, you know, like specific, I guess, to kind of, um, like juggling and we've talked a lot about balance and, and kind of like making sure everything is, is, you know, trying to kind of achieve that balance or, or work to like not turn a blind eye to, to, to these other components of your life. And, um, I just, you know, curious, like how much, um, like for your athletes, like as a coach, I mean, how much emphasis, um, are you placing on that? Right. Like maybe, maybe specifically, like, I mean, I don't want it to make like, you know, the global pandemic show or anything, but like specific to 2020, um, like how are you helping, you know, like what are the tools that you're kind of giving the folks that, that are around you, whether it's your coaches or your athletes or family members or whatever, um, kind of what are your tools to like help them? Like you said, like in that, in that journey. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm like everyone else. I'm, I'm having to pivot and kind of reframe my, my paradigm, like the way that I view the world, um, and, and the way that I do business and the way that I interact with people, um, in, in part, because, you know, there aren't there, at least as a coach, there aren't races where there aren't a lot of races right now. And, and they're still all kind of uncertain whether they will or won't happen or th- th- things have changed and, and they may not ever go back to the way they were. And that's just a reality that we kind of need to come to. So, uh, in, in some respects, I've, I've tried to be open to change and um and i've tried to encourage other people to be open to change while still recognizing the importance of having a goal and so um here's an example i, I mentioned the the marathon that i did the other day that wasn't the the route that i wanted to run i wanted to run around that far <laughs> but i was actually <laughs> hoping to get uh i was hoping to drive two and a half hours each way to get to jasper national park and run it's called the skyline loop and it's up in the Alpine. And um, if, if I would have gone like a week or a week and a half earlier, I would have still caught like the, the tail end of summer, early fall before the snow came. But you know, it, it was Canadian Thanksgiving and I, c- I couldn't figure out how to do that. Uh, and I, I was hoping to bring someone, even though I, I kind of want to just go do it on my own. I'm, I'm a, I'm a lone wolf most of the time, but, uh, I, uh, I just don't like coordinating schedules and stuff, but I also figured because, you know, the drive there, um, can be, there's no cell service for like five hours. So I was like, okay, that's a long time to be away. And, um, if something does happen, it'll be a long time before anyone finds me or knows that anything happened. So, um, at any rate, I invited another guy, um, and we, we planned to maybe try and make it work. And then the snow just kind of kept coming. And so we're like, okay, let's, let's just not do it, but let's still do something, where we still, we've still got this day that we've blocked off. We've scheduled it with, you know, other people in our lives to make sure <laughs> that that's happening. And so we're still, we've still got the day blocked off. Let's go do it. We did it and it took a while. And 
you know, so I, I guess to a certain extent, I'm trying to model what I think is okay. I, I, I'm not running the California international marathon this year. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not running, you know, another, I'm, I'm not training for the hurt 100 this year. Cause that's canceled. You know, there, there are things that I wanted to do this year that I'm not, that I'm not doing. And so, um, I, I'm trying to show people that it's still, there's still reasons, not just for a business side of things, but there's like, I get way more satisfaction out of going and doing something like what I just did last weekend, even though I'm still like hobbling because of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, I want to train so that I can go do stuff like that either on a whim or <laughs> like when it does work with my schedule, you know, and, and when the opportunity does present itself. So, you know, we stopped halfway through it. It was a route from, I live in Canmore, Alberta. We ran, uh, we basically circumnavigated a, a mountain range. So it was, we ran from Canmore to Banff through Banff National Park and then back around, but on both sides of the mountain. And so it was a beautiful run. It was a lot of fun. It was along some rivers and creeks and stuff like that. But we hit this, like, we don't even have to enter Banff proper. We, we hit this hotel that's actually like this big giant castle. Like this, it looks like this, it's, it's a really fancy place, but they're not having any business and they have this cafe there. <laughs> and we went in and had, we had soup and, you know, like refilled halfway through the run, stopped at a convenience store, bought some Coke to refill. Like we weren't in a hurry because it was like, we just wanted to go on an adventure run today, you know, like who cares? So yeah, we, yeah. we took our time and then we, you know, we took pictures, we made a video about it and, um, I wasn't planning on making a video on it. I, I just wanted to run. And then when the snow came, I kind of didn't even want to run, but you know, I, I had someone else that held me accountable. <laughs> it was like, no, we're going to go do this. Like, I, I know you hate winter, but we kind of live in Canada, so you better get used to it. And, um, <laughs> so we went and did it. And, um, so in some ways just doing that, um, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I was at least trying to, to model what, what you can do and what is possible. Um, if you, if you just are consistent in your training and you're, you're doing enough so that you can handle that kind of stuff. So it wasn't the route I was planning on doing. It wasn't the weather I was hoping for. It wasn't the time that I was expecting to be on my feet. Uh, I mean, I was kind of wanting to scout out that other route as a potential FKT next year or something like that. That plan is scrapped for at least <laughs> probably 10 months until the snow is gone. So right. that's fine. Like I still had a good time. I, I had a great time with my friend and, and I was still going to recover this week anyway. So like if I'm on my bike for another day or two, I don't care. Cause uh, it's still snowing outside. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not, I'm not dying to go out and like slog through the snow again, you know, for, for a while. So I, I'm okay with that. Like I, I have the rest of the winter to do that. I, right now I can just focus on recovery. So, um, that's one thing I'm trying to do is just Rec help people recognize that it, our goals can be flexible and they don't have to be time-based or distance-based entirely, uh, but the training can still prepare us for adventures and they, and it can also prepare us for, you know, adversity and challenges um, and, and being flexible. So um, that's one thing I'm trying to do. Um, and I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. Like I, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be down about, um, you know, it doesn't matter what political party you belong to or want to be a part of or what, what you want to see in terms of the, the changes in the world or whatever. Um, it doesn't matter whether you want COVID to change or like to be over or whether you want schools to go back to normal or races to come back. Like there's a lot that's kind of out of our control. Um, and so it's just do what I can in my limited sphere of influence to, to see the good and, and be the change so that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah. 
I love it. Well, I think you're doing a good job. I, I, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I've always kind of made the, uh, or tried to make the, the, the case, you know, because it's, it's how I genuinely feel is that, you know, the, that being an athlete is, is a real, you know, it's a kind of a, um, it's a, it's an opportunity. Um, and it's a really kind of special thing that affords you the opportunity to have really great experiences, right. And, and to be able to kind of put that fitness, whatever it is to not even to the test, but to utilize it in a way to provide you, um, opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't have had, I think is a really, um, is a really special thing. Right. And if, if that's in the form of a race, then that's, that's great. And I realize races are motivating and, you know, and it, it's nice to put, you know, really kind of toe the line and, and get out there and, and mix it up. But even, you know, when those things go away, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't define us as athletes, you know, and, and just to, like you did, just go out and, and enjoy the day and, you know, and, and have an experience that you'll remember. And, and you couldn't have done that if you would have not been maintaining, you know, a, uh, some level of fitness, right? Those are not experiences that everybody gets to have. You, you have to, you know, you have to continue to, to, uh, to, you know, keep some focus and, and, you know, keep trying to move yourself forward and kind of show up and try to be the best version of yourself. And, um, yeah, I think that's great. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I've tried to do the same thing, you know, and for me, that's just, it's really what it's all about. You know, I, I like races are fun and, you know, they're great experiences, but, you know, truthfully, like my, my training hasn't changed you know, all my races got canceled and, and I just, I still kept doing the same thing. You know, I mean, there's a little less of a, there's a little less of a timeline, right? I mean, I didn't have to like do certain ramp up and, you know, get certain kind of volume, um, you know, and all the things we do with like periodization when we have a race schedule that obviously dictates the kind of cadence of that season. But but you're still, you know, you still go out and, you know, you still, it's nice to have that focus. And for me, I feel like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but you know, when, it, when you have that kind of training, you know, in, in whatever structure it takes, when you have that as kind of like a cornerstone, you know, and that's kind of a daily piece, I feel like that, that helps set the tone for kind of success in other parts of your life, right? Like if I, if I exercise, that makes me a better person across the board, right? For that day, it makes me better at my job. It makes me better, you know, it makes me a better spouse, it may, you know? And, and so it, I think having that, that is like a cornerstone really provides value for the rest of your life. Um, whereas, you know, the other alternative of course is just a, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, know, you sit around, I guess, <laughs> or, or you maybe you know, you sit around and kind of feel bad that you're, you know, there's a guilt, you know, that a lot of people carry. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think just, you know, try to try to stay, stay positive and, and utilize your, your body and your fitness in whatever way, you know, you can to kind of facilitate fun experiences and then, and roll with the punches and <laughs> see, see what, uh, what, what, you know, what tomorrow brings. But, uh, there's still a lot of, a lot of great things to be done, even if, uh, you know, some things don't look quite the same as they, they used to. Um, so, um, well, Jacob, man, that was great. I appreciate the chat and I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so appreciative of your time and I've got nothing but, uh, but respect for, uh, for everything you're doing and your positivity and your outlook. And, um, yeah, we can all, uh, I'm sure there's, there's lots we can, 
we can take away. So thanks. Uh, thanks so much for your time and your, your insight, man. I, I, uh, I'm truly appreciative. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. I, uh, I respect and admire you and what you're doing. And, um, sounds like we're trying to do a lot of the same stuff, um, as, as individuals and, and as coaches. And, um, so I, I appreciate this opportunity to just connect and, um, discuss how we can, <laughs> how we can make the most of these opportunities. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to keep rattling on, but, but one thing that came to mind as you were talking, um, was, you know, we don't necessarily need to evangelize about activity, but because if, if we know that the activity, especially outdoors helps us, um, feel healthier and better, um, you know, maybe one thing we can do is encourage and, and even support others in doing that, whether those are family members or partners or, or children or whatever. Like if, if we know that our lives are better when we, or we're less stressed, if we get that ride in or that run in or that core workout in or whatever, that yoga session in, um, and we recognize that someone else in our life is struggling, like without like, you know, tr- telling them what to do, we, we could maybe try and create a space or a time for them to, <laughs> to experience something like that, or at least offer that, um, you know, as, Hey, for me, Hey, can I take the kids? Do you want, do you want to go for a run or something like that? And, right. Yeah. Uh, ra- rather than, you know, it's all about me and my training. It's like, you know, the, we could probably better support one another, uh, or, you know, if the dog is even, you know, losing it cause, cause we're all stuck inside. So none of us <laughs> is leaving. It's like, maybe I could take the dog for a run today rather than, uh, I need to work on the, this, I need this pace and this workout and it's not going to work. It's like, I think the dog probably needs to run more than I need that workout and I'll do that workout tomorrow or something like that. So, so I think there are different, right. different ways that we can, um, just try and support one another, um, through these difficult times. And maybe some of that will even roll over into, into better times. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, the thing, you know, I, I, the thing that keeps me excited about, you know, I mean, specifically what I do for a career is I, I really believe in the value of, uh, of, you know, endurance sports, right. It's, it, it's done. It's, it's, it's shaped my entire life, you know, <laughs> like it's everything that I have, uh, you know, done or accomplished is like somehow related to, the the positive things that have come from me applying myself physically, you know, whether that's on the bike or the run or what have you. And I think if, you know, there's a, if I can encourage and be a, a small part of someone else, um, you know, realizing that, that potential and those, those potential, you know, outcomes, then that's a, that's a win for me. You know, that's what keeps me excited. And it doesn't matter if it's through a race or just, just, getting out there and, you know, enjoying yourself or, you know, having some experiences, like we said, that you otherwise wouldn't have had, um, that at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, and we're not, we're not, uh, we're not guaranteed much. Right. So I think it's, it's, it's worthwhile to kind of see what you can accomplish and, and, uh, and put your mind to it and, you know, and, and kind of realize your, your full potential and in, in whatever way that you can, uh, you know, can apply yourself. So I'm, um, yeah, I totally agree. I think that's what it's all about, you know, and <laughs> whatever the, whatever the training plan says or the schedule or whatever, you know, it, all it is, is a, is a, is a, you know, a means to, to provide more kind of value to, to your, to your day and to your life and 
to the stories you're able to tell when you're, you know, gathered around with friends and family, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. I always say like, it's, I'm just doing the, these things. So I have cooler stories to tell when I'm with my friends, you know, <laughs> um, you know, it's what you're just collecting stories, right? It doesn't, uh, it's really all, all it adds up to in the end. And, you know, fitness is, is a, is a cool byproduct, but you know, the story is, uh, is what it's all about. Right. And, and, and then whoever you can kind of capture to listen for long enough. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's great. No, we're, 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 we're definitely uh, on the same trajectory for sure. I, it's, uh, it's great to hear your, your take. Cause I, I, we've definitely been thinking about the, the same things and, um, and kind of trying to move, you know, in, in similar directions. So, <clears throat> yeah, again, uh, nothing but respect and uh, best of uh, best of luck to to you and your training and what you set out to do um, next year and however things unfold. And I uh, I look forward to, to staying in touch. Thanks, man. Likewise. <laughs>